Release the button and the power's cut off. Just like that? Come on, Mr. Bond. A 70-year-old can take three Gs. Well, the trouble is there's never a 70-year-old around when you need one. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom. I'm here with Eric, Brittany, and Tyler. Hello. Hi, Tyler. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Welcome back. For Bond. <laughs> yes. You're our staple you Bond guy. overjoyed you and love thrilled. Bond. I do love Bond. You do, but... Not all Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> Not all Bonds. And the Bond in question tonight that we watched was Moonraker from 1979 because it is in space month for us. And that means we are watching movies that take the franchise into outer space. Sure are. And this is one of them. It's a James Bond movie. Moonraker was Eric's pick. Yep. So, Eric, why did you pick this? Um, I picked this movie because I've tried to watch it twice over the last two years, and I've fallen asleep each time. Oh. <laughs> so I was really hoping that third tries the charm, and I could bring all of you guys into the exciting world of Moonraker. And, and uh, Tyler also expressed how much he hates this movie. <laughs> A.K.A. Misery Loves Company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But I, I mean, I, I honestly, God, was really hoping that maybe as a group picture, maybe it's more fun to watch. And in some respects, it was. Yeah. It still wasn't very good. No. 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 But we're burying the lead. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, Tyler, you're on again. You came on for Never Say Never. Yep. Never say never again. Never say never again. Sorry, I said the word again. Never, and it's never too up. young to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought halfway through, <laughs> and I got really messed up. And so that was a Sean Connery one. Tonight's was a Roger Moore. Yes. Yes. Roger, oh, Roger. And so, Eric. Mole game mm-hmm. strong. <laughs> mole game was strong. <laughs> I did not. I don't know how I've never noticed that mole until now. Oh, man. But you just like, went ahead and pointed it out. I was that, like, wow. That that's is a, like his predominant thing. Yeah. He doesn't have was, any other skill as a bond whatsoever. <laughs> he's got a. But he's got a giant mole. That mole was mole. first build. <laughs> Roger mole. <laughs> All right. Eric, what was Moonraker about? <laughs> I dare you to tell me. Okay, so um, uh, a Moonraker space shuttle is being transported uh, from the from the British to the Americans, I guess. And uh, mid-flight, the shuttle is hijacked by some nefarious near-to-wells. Mm. Um, so James Bond is sent to investigate uh, what happened to the shuttle since uh, the plane that was transporting it had crashed, but the remains of the shuttle were nowhere to be found at the crash site. Um, so he investigates Hugo Drax, who was the manufacturer of the shuttle. And uh, as a result of his investigation, he discovers that Hugo Drax is manufacturing a neurotoxin, which he intends to use to wipe out the human population of the Earth while he sits uh, in a space station above the Earth, ready to repopulate the Earth in his own image. And that's what that movie is about. These <laughs> madmen and their efforts. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad plan. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's um, it's basically the same plot as uh, The Spy Who Loved Me, except that one took place in the water, which is the second most boring place that Bond movie can play, <laughs> take place. Yeah. We've learned, I think, from Thunderball. It's true. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, in terms of overall plot, it's not a bad one for James Bond. No. 
Well, I don't think so. And yeah. in the in the history with us, so this is the second James Bond movie I've ever seen. I think as well as Brittany. Same. And you guys are Bond pros. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask. Okay. What are your first initial opinions on Roger Moore as a James Bond? Brittany and as a sex symbol <laughs> I can tell you the first thing that I wrote down while I saw him kissing a lady was that he was a lizard king because <laughs> his skin just looked like it was hanging off his face like his jowls were in full effect mm. I was like not a sex symbol no um, but then as the movie went on actually he wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be like he doesn't really have a commanding presence or anything no but he's not like a terrible actor He's he's definitely got a different charm than the other Bonds do. He's, he's more of a smooth guy. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't overwhelmingly feel any which way about him. Yeah. I was just like, oh, you're there. I kind of think everyone else in this movie is way more intriguing than you are. Yeah, for sure. That tends to be an issue with the, the Roger Moore ones. I missed Connery, that's for sure. Yeah, I uh, I thought I thought he was all right. He was okay. I need to I need to watch some other James Bond. In action, so I can then gauge everyone's performances. I feel like James Bond just isn't for me. It probably isn't. And you know what? <laughs> even though I've, I watch them on a fairly regular basis, I don't think they're for me either. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to give them a chance, but I just it just falls short well, for me. I, see, here it would be my argument, Brittany. There <laughs> is a Bond for everyone. Yes, there is. Uh, There's you, one Bond for every Are you every, sure yours isn't T-Dolt? Every person. You might love I, Timothy Dalton. We have to test it out. It's not like <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of Bond as a concept. Sure, yeah. Or like a character or even a person. <laughs> but just... He's pretty loathsome, Brittany. <laughs> I don't know. The movies, they just are kind of boring to me. Yeah. Like, I they, never really feel like the odds are particularly high. I mean, this one, I actually did, even though the concept was fucking out there, <laughs> literally and metaphorically. <laughs> like, dropping poison gas bombs from space. She's, she's a Craig girl. She's a Yeah, Craig she might girl. be down with Craig. Is that what they call them in the Bond circuit? <laughs> Craig girls? <laughs> I would watch a T-Dalt, and I would watch a Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yeah, just, that's probably just more to style. round out my. We know how you feel about Pierce Brosnan. We'll skip that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You hate okay. his face. We understand. Okay, you clowns, cut the crap. All right, guys. What do you say we uh, go into successes for the movie? Shua. What do you think? Let's do it. Roger Shua. Oh. I have one. Honestly, I was just trying to keep track of the plot of this movie because I felt like in Never Say Never Again, I got lost easily so i was trying to make sure i paid relatively close attention so i didn't take that many notes one success was that they had sweet exploding dummies hell yes <laughs> <laughs> there were like three boat chases in this movie one of which at least was just rife with exploding bodies it was fantastic yeah well i can definitely agree with that i love a nice uh, flopping dummy in this game <laughs> I miss the comedy dummy. What yeah. is so weirdly satisfying? <laughs> I don't know. Just the fact that someone had to make a fake dead body and just throw into the air willy-nilly. Like flying through the air on yeah. fire. Yes. Well, the think... way they flop. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, just like boneless. Yeah. Well, oh, that's great. I think there's something satisfying in thinking about how they had the one shot with the real people, and then all of a sudden they had to wipe everything clean, set up, <laughs> set up the same shot with a bunch of fake people, and then yeah. blew it up. There's something satisfying about thinking about that. It's a... Uh intriguing process it's fun um all right anything else besides exploding dummies 
Um, I think in terms of Bond movies, this is a actually a, a fairly good looking Bond movie, especially oh. for the seventies. I feel like a lot of the seventies Bond movies and and most of the eighties ones too are very ugly movies. Like they're very utilitarian looking. This one has some like really nice arch- looking architecture. They picked out like a lot of nice sets and a lot of nice lo- uh, location shooting. Mm. Yeah. Um, some really gorgeous shots. Whereas a lot, I think that's where they used a lot of the budget for this is just scoping out nice locations. Um, and a lot of the Bond movies do kind of have sort of that uh, like travel, like what's the word I'm looking for, like a travel log kind of feel where they just go into a bunch of different places and showing them off. And this one picked a lot of good spots. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And I, I never noticed that until now because, I mean, that's not the exciting part of an action movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, look how beautiful this uh, this Rio area is. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, where are we now? <laughs> Jesus. Why? Why are we in the jungle? What happened? Along those same lines, I mean, it was... It, it was Surprisingly, it was shot very similarly to modern day Bonds, mm. like mm. Skyfall and Spectre. It felt very much the same as far as the shooting style, um, and you don't find that in the old Bonds. Okay, I I'll agree with too with the um, I, I had as a as a success the space imagery was excellent. Yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. like looked really good. Like I got like it felt huge out there. It was like an epic when they got to outer space. Yeah. Took them fucking long enough to get there, <laughs> but when they I feel like just when it should have ended, they were like, "All right, now right, we're gonna now take we got to take space." <laughs> Here's a whole new arc. But, that, but when it started, I was like, "Ooh, this looks really nice." Why didn't they fucking start with this? <laughs> at least give me like at least tickle me a little, you know? It, it almost feels you like this the tease? is yeah. It almost feels like they they took two Bond movies and like they neither of them were quite long enough, so you just smushed them together. Oh, so <laughs> they Godfrey hoed this Bond movie. Little, yeah, it does feel that way. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'll buy it. And, and actually, I, don't, I mean, I don't like necessarily like commenting on this stuff, but like the mm. Blu-ray of this, which we, which we watched, looked fantastic. They did oh, yeah. Job. Oh, yeah. it's it so good. Yep. The Blu-ray remasters, they did not waste their money on. They, they just about all job. of them, they did a good job. Oh, yeah. that's great. Because this looked, yeah, fantastic. The um, one big thing was this was the last time they used the actual 007 theme. So the, so oh, the music, yeah. music was still still there. Yeah, um, which was nice. Yeah, there was a like a like I think it was that first boat chase scene where they were yep. playing it. And it really worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, this totally feels <laughs> yeah. like what I would imagine Bond would feel like at all times. Yep, yep. Yeah, that that shows up. Um, does that show up in Diamonds Forever too? I feel like that that standard 007 theme. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's the, the the theme I always associate with that movie, right. which is uh, an equally silly movie that is for idiots because, and I'll sit down and watch that one all day. Who <laughs> is Bond in that one? That's a Sean Connery one. Yeah. That's when he came back after Diamond he had left for one. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that one goes. Yep. Uh, any any more successes, guys? Tyler, do you have anything nope. in, in particular no, you want to talk about? Nothing nothing crazy. I mean, you're well, I have a shit ton of failures. <laughs> <laughs> well, your your personal view on this movie is negative. What's right? your view to a kill in this movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this interview to my a view to a kill are my two least favorite. Really, you don't Hand, like a view to a kill? Hands down, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> is it also Roger Moore? <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's the final Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. He's about eighty years old. <laughs> um, I would say that it goes back and forth between the two of them as to the last one that I watched is now my least favorite. So Moonraker is now my least favorite Bond. <laughs> Until you watch A View to a Kill again? Until I watch A View to a Kill again. That's a good system. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a fair system. It is. <laughs> Keeps me on. I'll, I'll commend that. I'll commend that for sure. All right, so let's talk about failures then. Now that we're... Let's do it. Let's do it. This is a long fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it was two hours and six minutes. And personally, for me, it committed the cardinal sin... All right. 
and it was boring. What? <laughs> the worst I sin. wholeheartedly agree. It's, it's the worst boring. cinematic we, sin there is. You know what we should do, guys? We should come up with the, the B-movie commandments. That's Th- not a bad idea. Thou shalt not be boring. Thou shalt not bore me. <laughs> is the first one. Goon game must be strong. Oh, actually, can I go back briefly? Success? Uh, all right. We're going to... Pretty strong goon game in this movie. See? Yeah. Yeah, you're I not feeling know. it? Did not feel it. I felt like there's some strong goons in there. We had, um, we had uh, Knife Casket Guy. Knife casket guy was excellent. <laughs> um, he's one of my favorite. Oh, of course. Parts. Oh, that we'll whole, go over that later. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, we had the guy controlling the uh, like the little sky transport. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, would you consider Jaws a goon, or is he a no, henchman? No, goons. Like, goons no. are nameless. Yeah. Right? He, okay. Jaws is fair enough. Goon. Yeah. Jaws was is. Was he even working for that guy originally? Not originally. No. He was hired halfway through the movie. Okay. I, don't know if you caught I felt that like originally call. he was just like. You remember, Doing his own thing? <laughs> you remember when um, Bond and M and Prime Minister walked in on the lab and the lab was no longer there? It was yeah. Drax's office. The very next scene is Drax on the phone hiring Jaws. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I definitely missed that. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and let's not forget the Mustard Squad, by the way. Oh, of course. We're talking about Goon Games. That's a quality Goon <laughs> they outfit. They were awful. The <laughs> Mustard Squad? Oh, my God. We have to talk about how Drax looks like... <laughs> The perfect combination of Oliver Platt and Peter Dinklage. He is the perfect embodiment of both of those fine gentlemen. And then Tom posed the brilliant and baffling question of what is the better name? (laughs) Oliver Dinklage or Peter Platt? (laughs) And frankly, we want to know what you think about that. I have no idea. Yeah. So just post up a hashtag, uh, Peter Platt or Oliver Dinklage. I'm going and to check we'll those. Uh, tally it up later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter Platt. <laughs> Peter Platt. Oh, was it Oliver Dinklage and the Mustard Squad? Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of my new band. Oh, <laughs> yellow suited. Yeah. Lots of weird. Space cosmonauts. <laughs> yeah. What was that place even called? Space. Space, Space condiments. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That was the best joke I've ever told in my life. <laughs> Oh, no, you won with Mustard Squad. Oh, okay, my bad. That was the best thing you ever said in your life. <laughs> you peaked at Mustard Squad. Good thing I was only 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more failures, guys. Uh, I got so many failures. All right, Tyler, run keep them coming. Tyler, just go ahead just and run just through Roll them on out. All right, so uh, fight sequences. Roger Moore is the worst fighting Bond of all time because all he does is try to judo chop everybody, <laughs> and that's where Austin Powers got it from. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Moore is the worst uh, on-screen kissing Bond. Uh, he smothers every Bond girl with his whole face. <laughs> <laughs> so, I agree. I felt like he didn't even try. Yeah. Like, he wasn't moving his mouth. He was moving his entire head. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. He has the worst one-liners of all time in this one. Um, he only uses a, a gun once. He doesn't even bother carrying his Walter PPEK or P99, whichever one when he was going to use yeah. in this one. I mean, I feel like that's a Bond trademark. You expect to see him with that. He never pulled. He, he never had a gun on him, period, which is disgusting. Um, oh, it slowed way down from space on. And there was no exposition, which is Bond's trademark. Yeah. I, you mm. know, I, what was happening during those scenes where there was supposed to be exposition? I don't feel like there they was They were any- walking. They just skipped it until the end. I feel they like waited to no the very idea. end to tell you everything that was going on. I feel like I had no idea for a majority of the movie, like what was really happening. There's too many 
locations, too many people. I want too many companies. <laughs> one man, one room, and one line of dialogue. One mission. <laughs> well, they they always string you along every single time because in every location in Bond, they give you a new reason as to why he's in that location. Yeah, that's the that's the purpose of going to all these locations to to string Bond along onto the next journey. Yeah. They didn't have that once in this movie, and it was disgusting. Yeah, he kind of just appeared places. Mm. Yeah, and then Hounds had some conflict with Jaws in which he prevailed and then moved on to the next conflict in a new yeah. location with Jaws. In Jaws which was the only one that was stringing him along and he didn't know that Jaws was in these spots. It was always a <laughs> random occurrence that Jaws happened to be there. like <laughs> In uh, a giant clown head or yeah. uh, on the back of a boat with a machine gun. <laughs> yeah. I will say that the giant clown head scene was actually a pretty good horror scene. It yep. was creepy as fuck. I was like, why are you standing there when that thing was lumbering towards you? Like That was that was good horror right there. It's, Has this, it's, some weird horror competency in this movie in general. Yeah. Like the clown and also um, the dogs chasing that uh, the woman mm. in the forest. Yeah. That, like, that cool. is creepy horror shit right there. Well, I was going to ask how much into that kind of style Bond ever gets. Is this the farthest it goes? Um, live and Let Die, I'd say, is the closest it yeah, gets to Yeah, Live and Let Die yeah. has a ton of creepy stuff in it. Really? Because yeah, cool. that one's all like situated in like voodoo culture. Oh, yeah. very cool. Very cool. That sounds like That's a really fun like one. It. Is that who's in that one? That's the first Roger Moore, but it's probably the best one, I would say. Hmm. One, one of the better yeah, ones. Yeah, one of the better ones. With him in it? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he's still in his early 40s. You know, he's, he's still smooth. Yeah. Kind of getting his grip on it. <laughs> okay. Smooth-ish. <laughs> um, uh, we talked about how long this movie was, and that is a big no-no, especially if you're going to bore me. But in general, though, this is a relatively shorter bond, though. They're all roughly over two hours. This, yeah. this happens to be like... It's just... Move so damn slow. Bond mm. time is relative, apparently. <laughs> it is. If you're watching a Roger Moore no, Bond. It, two hours. It's a super relative thing. Like it's three hours. It really is. And and I really felt like the first hour really was streaming along, and then all of a sudden it just came to a screeching halt. Yeah, and just stopped right around the time they leave Venice. I think. Yeah. Like this movie really hits a brick wall. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I'd say the first about fifty minutes. I mean. May not have been like the best, but I was I was there, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, following along was there. Yeah. Then he goes to Rio, and then he goes like somewhere else in Brazil, Mm -hmm. and by that point, he like like, yeah, you lost me. Yeah, I was totally gone. He he flipped and flopped. Goes to the Amazon. But I mean, in order in order for us to even qualify this for this month, which is in Space Month, this movie did not go into outer space until (laughs) there was less than thirty minutes left. Yeah. Which I mean. I don't know. Like that's that's, that's I mean, techni- called moon right Technically, <laughs> it fits in. Well, so it does in a technical sense. The other thing is like the VHS, the DVD cover, all that stuff shows Bond in an astronaut outfit. So they're like the movie poster. It has the space center that you see at the end of it, and Bond in a in space. Yeah, and they. Save it for the last 20 That's some real shasty marketing. (laughs) Very shasty That's baloney. That's baloney. Yeah. And if they made the movie shorter, I wouldn't have cared that there was only 20 minutes in space because that would have been, you know, 30% of the movie as opposed to potentially less than 20% of this movie. Yeah. Cut out a half hour in Rio. Yeah. And this movie is 
actually pretty good. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> they get to space really quick. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. And I mean, I was I had the same experience the first time I watched this movie too. I was like, this is the one where he goes to space. This is gonna be great. Yeah. And it just excited. takes so long, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> it's and it's, it takes as long as it actually would take. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like I didn't heed any warning because it was like, oh, that's what I said about it. This, oh, this is good. Yay. And then I was like, man, when are they gonna get to space? And you're like, oh, don't even talk to me about the lasers. I was like, there's lasers in space. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds great. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. And you guys are like, no, it's not as good as it sounds. I'm like, well, it sounds awesome. <laughs> and I can't wait to get to outer space. You're right to be excited, though, because I feel like if they tried to redo Moonraker, it would probably be kind of fun. If actually. they did, yeah. if they redid Moonraker today, it would be outstanding. Oh, yeah. Can I present some of the things that I found truly baffling about this movie? Wait, what would you find confusing about Moonraker? Are we going into questions? Not really questions, just so much as things that I thought were so either like slapsticky and weird or just unnecessary. You Mm -hmm. just have to, before you you go go (laughs) off on this, I'm going to preface this by saying this is an already existing universe. So a lot of the things that you are going to be mad at may already exist in the Bond universe. No, no. All right. I don't think it's that type of thing. Uh, Just uh, like right, weird cool, creative cool. choices. Yeah. Okay. Um, like when Coffin Guy gets killed and then his coffin is like floating down the canal and they show like that guy on the bridge <laughs> who's just smoking a cigarette and then he's like, <laughs> and then like throws a cigarette. I was like, he didn't need to be in this. Oh, you're talking about my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> No, they have random guys do do those kinds of things in yeah. Bonds all the time. Where like so weird. I love run, that. It's a running joke. Yeah, like, where like Bonds activities like interfere with a normal person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, what else? I know, Tom, you've talked about that in the podcast before, I think. Yeah. Or where, at least in passing. <laughs> when movies crash into real people's lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm always a fan of that. That's interesting. I just thought it was so funny. Um then that other boat gets like broken in half and the people are making out in it and just like don't even realize that half of their boat is missing. I was like, interesting choice. Also one of Todd's favorite parts. <laughs> oh, my other favorite. But basically that whole... That entire was, Venice scene is amazing. Oh, what, um, no, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the boat got cut in half and then like that the one of those dudes who like row the boats yeah. one of the gondoliers he's still yeah. going he's like still like rowing and <laughs> sinking it's brilliant yeah I was like alright um, Jaws developing a love interest I was like that's an odd choice <laughs> it's a very odd choice oh question um, okay that's... wait I have one more oh, fine, and it it's... was just the giant snake I was like what the fuck <laughs> I have a question based on your last thing so that whole like music swell and falling in love scene did, did did that happen in history before that? No. Not in James Bond. That just, is, is that what everyone rips off? Is Moonraker? Ooh, that's a good question. That's what I'm at. Like, that's a good question. I don't I'm think, not sure. I don't think so, though. Because, so, so what was I that think it came, before that? I think it came before that. I feel like that just has to be such an old trope. Uh, yeah, exactly. When I want to know. They had to use it in a black and white film. Yeah. That, okay. That, Unironically, to begin with. That I believe. Yeah, Probably like a, not like a silent movie, but maybe like... One yeah, of the I early feel like talkies. It, it could have been close to a trap one, actually. Not yeah. About it. Well, okay, because like swelling music yeah. and like people making <laughs> stupid facial expressions at each other. Yeah. Well, you make stupid faces if you have metal teeth too. It's true. It's true. I would. <laughs> but yeah, I was just curious as to if like I don't know what the fuck it was doing. It's a valid question. I I just I'm pretty sure. I mean, considering this was 79. And I was because I feel like I haven't seen that reference in forever, yeah. especially like as blatant as that one was like, well, there are, there, there are a ton of references that 
were thrown out in this film that would only really matter in the 70s you know okay. yeah i'm sure a ton of stuff just went completely over yeah it went over our heads like the British Airways thing where that guy was sticking out that lady's mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't like, know their we don't know British Airways like slogan catchphrase, yeah. much less their advertising in the seventies. Exactly. <laughs> Oof. Yikes. <laughs> All right. Um, any more failures or, or baffling questions, comments? Uh, I think I'm done. I think Holly Goodhead was on Quaaludes for the entirety of this movie. Oh my god, she was so like monotone and like, no energy one dimensional. I feel like the the Bond girls were pretty weak in this one as yeah. a whole because Corin was awful too. Mm-hmm. The, the first chick in the helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she oh, was the humble too. pirate. Yeah, the humble <laughs> pirate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just the, uh, think, that 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 brings down a lot of these movies because usually they're like the second. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Like the second build. Yeah, the second build. You know, that's kind of like the the second person holding up the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And when they're not good, which is actually fairly frequent <laughs> in the more movies, it, it drags it down a lot. At the end, she's like, when they're reentering Earth's atmosphere, she's like, I can't hold on much longer. But she's like, I can't hold on much longer. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, break a sweat, like <laughs> do something. Yeah, there was n- there was no like exasperation. There was no being upset whatsoever yeah. across the entire. Movie. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. There was like no one was supporting the drama that was actually happening. Yeah, yeah everyone was just there talking. Yeah. The stakes are huge. This is an entire world holocaust. <laughs> Not only that, <laughs> and no one cares. But nope. they're in space. Like you, you, <laughs> space. you, if you take one step outside, <laughs> you're in space. Like you're you're gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Drax is little experiment reminded me of that cult in bubble boy bright and shiny those people (laughs) (laughs) all right they all wore like white (laughs) okay i feel like that's what they were waiting for could have been maybe who knows i also think it's weird that like every woman in a bond movie is like hiding some insane secret (laughs) like there's never just a lady No, no never can't be that easy I'm actually, I'm trying to think of, no, you're probably right. <laughs> they all have some like secret inner workings going on. Yeah. They're usually a secret agent or they work for the, the villain. Like, yeah, it's, it's rare that you have like someone that's just kind of happens to be there. Like, yeah. um, the living daylights, I guess maybe is the only one I can think off the top of my head where it's just a violinist. Well, uh, N- Natalia and Goldeneye. That's true. She, she, was she just, just worked on there. the guidance systems. Yeah. Yeah. She worked on the guidance systems. Yeah. We all know that though. <laughs> I bet she had secrets, though, right? No, secrets actually, that could benefit him. She really well. <laughs> I guess now that you say it, I need it, to know. She did work in the same place that Boris did, so yeah. I suppose she was helpful. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, well, now that we've discussed the mistreatment of women in Bond films, <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say you could you could teach a class on that. I bet oh, there's yeah. a women's studies class on mistreatment of women in Bond films. Oh yeah. And by the way, that class would last for at least four semesters, <laughs> if not all four, all four years. You could probably study that for yeah. years. Yeah. I was listening to a video the other day about like feminism, and I learned about the male gaze for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed it in that movie. I was like, oh yeah, there's like a name for that. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I think Aaron right. had mentioned it about Deathstalker. There's for. a male gaze in every Bond, probably. Yeah. Oh, easily. Well, those movies are intentionally made for men. Most movies, I'd say, have it. But occasionally, like in this one, Goodhead was actually pretty 
pretty strong female character. She beat the shit out of some guys and yeah, she I had, didn't she like had, hate her. No, nah, she yeah. she wasn't so quickly to succumb to. Yeah, I actually was expecting her to be a villain at the end. To be honest, mm. I was like, she's a bad guy. Gotcha. <laughs> but no. All right. Any uh, anything else before uh, before we go to favorite parts? No. All right. I am done. All right. So let's talk about favorite parts then. And who wants to start? We already talked about a couple of mine. Uh, the coffin knife guy was amazing. I can't even explain what he was. The best um, goon in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is he's literally the reason I think the goon game and this game is strong because and this movie is strong. He is a lot. He of was way too short lived. <sighs> But man, he he just made so much of his time here on Such an impression. He <laughs> <laughs> really made the most of his fifteen seconds. So let's let's figure out the logistics of this guy. He's got a custom made coffin yep. specifically for assassinating people with knives and on swords. On like a gondola. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Purple velvet. Purple velvet gondola with a casket that he lays in. And when the casket opens, it's all of his <laughs> knives and swords come shuffling out. It's like equipped with throwing knives <laughs> yes. in the lid. <laughs> and then he gets up like a corpse and he throws the knives at people. And then when he dies, he goes back into his casket, much like a corpse, and <laughs> closes on him. Much like a corpse would. They get back into their <laughs> casket. Yeah. And then they die again. And then falls into the water. <laughs> And that was fantastic. <laughs> then they die another day. And then as, <laughs> and then as the coffin's floating in the water, they have cigarette guy, like disrespect the casket. Yeah, the casket gets knocked off no, the gondola. I, I thought it was a health thing where like he was like, maybe I probably shouldn't smoke cigarettes. I'm gonna die. Yeah. Oh, it was a little sillier. Than oh, that. I just thought, I he, thought was he was like, like what the fuck is this? <laughs> Me too. I thought he was like, what the fuck? There's a corpse in the water supply. <laughs> that's what old Italian guys sound like. <laughs> exactly. Like people who've been smoking for 80 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. So my favorite part, uh, actually, I'll say one of my favorite parts was the whole cold open. That was great. Oh, that was fantastic. The was skydiving good. scenes? Yes. Yeah. They legit shot that too at, as they were skydiving. They strapped, yeah. they strapped the camera to the top of some guy's head. I could definitely tell because yeah. that looked great. They did a great job. What movie did we watch where they did not do that? Megaforce. <laughs> yes. Megaforce was the uh, the rear projection <laughs> shit. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> and this movie had a lot <laughs> of that. <laughs> Uh, that brings me to my other favorite part, which was the Amazon boat chase. Okay. Um, Lots of boats. Yeah, there were a lot of boats. The first boat chase reminded me of the boat chase in Indiana Jones Last Crusade. Nice. Like, so hard. Yeah. Um, but the Amazon boat chase was great because that's where we saw a majority of our exploding dummies. <laughs> also, Jaws's speedboat seemingly flies out of the fucking jungle <laughs> oh, it's and dope. lands directly behind James Bond, like just out of the trees. <laughs> and that was my favorite, favorite part. And then, and then he goes in the waterfall at the end, too. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I, I love how it's always like every time Jaws is about to get ousted, they like do like a super close up of him making a wacky face at what's approaching him <laughs> so, so fast. Oh my God. And then cut to a wide shot of whatever it is getting fucked. <laughs> and surviving it miraculously. Yeah. And then he's just covered in debris. <laughs> I still don't know how they survived that space shuttle thing. Oh, you know, they got they got out in a little pod. <laughs> like where? They were like, uh, all right, bye, James Bond. The and then they like <laughs> the test they survived because the test audiences probably didn't like them dying. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, they just threw in some dialogue. 
It says they made it out. I know. So they found a tall man and a blonde woman. I'm like, you didn't say like a dude with metal teeth <laughs> and a chick with pigtails. Like that's way more. That's way more noticeable. Those are my two favorites. All right. Anyone else favorite parts? Tyler, what do you have? Um, you remember the first big uh, henchman there? Um, the Asian guy. The Asian guy that they would uh, that. Oh yeah, fought Bond in the museum. <laughs> they destroyed over. everything. They destroyed everything. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, he had one part where his cheek was up against the wall <laughs> as he was eavesdropping on Bond and uh, Goodhead, mm, like in the dark. And he was just chilling there, like <laughs> rubbing his cheek up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I not remember? This? And it was just like, just uh, it was like he was being caught masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> shame for shame. What uh, a creeper. That and the boat scene. Yeah. Well, both boat scenes. <laughs> All the boats. All the boats. All the boats. Boats, boats, boats. And that guy is great, too. That guy was funny. Every yeah. time he walked around and... Never mind. <laughs> Eric? <laughs> um, as, as terrible and stupid as it is, mm-hmm. the space fight is amazing. Oh, God. To just see. Oh. It's so bad. <laughs> it's awful, Eric. Astronauts. That's awful. <laughs> Float at each other. That's the worst scene in the whole movie. Well, like, why couldn't they project themselves to say, "Well, hey, maybe these ships have weapons on them." They do. That's the problem. (laughs) So these ships have weapons, and they're like, "Guys, guys, hold your fire!" But then you wouldn't be able to open the hatch of the space shuttle and show all these little guys floating out in space. (laughs) Fucking jizz astronauts. So so stupid. Ugh. Yeah, they were they were clearly trying to hold on to some sort of James Bond traditionalism of having, you know, a squad on squad fight, which Ugh. is pretty frequently something that shows up. And they're usually really awesome. And when they tried to do it in this, it was terrible. But it's I kind of love it ter- all the same. Uh, squads of astronauts with jetpacks and lasers just free floating in space, shooting lasers at each other. <laughs> like, what was the, the end game fuck? for that? Like, who's going to, like, who? swim back to the ship? No, who pitched that? Is Who's the poor soul that had to pitch that? And somebody actually was like, yeah. I'll buy it. Pitch master. Pitch that. Movie made a billion dollars, so <laughs> well done, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, so here, I was going to ask this. So there was like a one-liner he said, some, something along the lines of, I never have a 70-year-old man when I need one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that what he said? Something yeah, to that effect. There's never a 70-year-old man around when you need one. Yeah. When yeah. they were doing like the flight simulation thing, yeah. Um, yeah. she was oh, like, yeah. oh, a 70-year-old can take three Gs of like pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the like, f- but a 70-year-old's never around when you need one. Yes. What the fuck does that mean? I feel it, like it means that Roger Moore has the worst one-liners in Bond history. <laughs> That's what it means. Every single one flopped. It means you wasted two hours of your move, your life watching this movie. Oh. <laughs> that just made no sense. I was like, what is he going to use this man for if he, if he was here? He yeah. thinks we should launch old people into space, clearly. <laughs> Test it out on the oldies. Gives a shit about them. <laughs> Any more favorite parts? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right, then let's rate it. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With yeah, fuck I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah! All right, guys, let's rate Moonraker from 1979, the James Bond movie. It was Eric's pick. So Eric, why don't you start? Um, I'm gonna give it a standard fuck off. Hmm. Um, mm. it's it's pretty bad as far as movies go, but I feel like <laughs> I don't know. I, there's something I still find something intriguing about this movie, and there's still some entertaining pieces. And I feel like if I cut it off at the halfway point, which is where I usually fall asleep, mm. it's not bad. 
Okay. Um, I feel like this is something that could stand for some judicious fast forwarding, and it would probably be a lot more watchable. Um, and like I said, it's 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 a pretty gorgeous movie, and the special effects are really great for their time. So I I, I don't mind watching it to appreciate those parts. But other than that, it's they're they're definitely much better movies to watch, and much better Bond movies to watch. Okay. All right, Brittany. What about you? I will also give it a standard fuck off. Um, obviously, Bond isn't my cup of tea. But I am totally willing to continue on through the Bond catalog and see if any of them tickle my fancy. I don't know. I felt like a lot of happened in this movie, but I didn't really care about any of it. Um, yep. But like watching it with you guys made it more fun to watch, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's why we watch movies together, guys, because it's fun for us. <laughs> we make Wait, you guys are having fun? Mercilessly. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, we've, we've done 80 of these. It's really not fun at all. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it also a standard fuck off because I can't even think about giving it anything else. <laughs> you should have said because I can't even. Because, well, no, it's, it, 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 I think this is like the most worthy of a fuck off I've ever given yeah. where it's, it's a well-made movie in some aspects in other aspects. It's a total shit show and it doesn't, I don't know. It hasn't committed it, bad enough yeah. sins. Yeah. But the it's Cardinal also not sin. Yeah. It did do the worst one. Boring. <laughs> But that's okay. But no, that's why I give it a, I give it a fuck off because I don't know. I, like I, it's it's okay. It's okay. I feel like you could send this one to the editing room and chop it into something a lot better. Yeah, I think so. And I think what I want to do for James Bond is so I watched a Sean Connery one, I watched a Roger Moore one. Now I just want to watch one of all of them. And that's then, not a bad approach. I feel like we could watch a pretty good movie for the rest of the four. Yeah, and then pick like okay, well I like this person. I'm gonna watch those Bonds. Mm-hmm. I like this person, and then I'm gonna watch those Bonds. I think I want to approach it like that. It's not a bad idea. So that's the way I'm going to do it. Tyler, what, fair. what do you give it? Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> I just like, I don't want to watch this movie until Bond's 75th anniversary. <laughs> when like, is I, that coming up? Uh, t- 24 years, 23 years at this point. Uh, it's my least favorite, hands down. Like, until I watch a View to a Kill again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the only redeemable things for me are yes, it was very well shot. It looks nice, and Joss is in it, and that's it. Like everything else, the main villain sucks. He's so boring. Like Peter Roger Moore Platt. continues to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just. It's a frustrating one to watch. As a yeah. Bond fan, like it's it's easily one of the most frustrating because the stakes should be higher. Mm. Yeah. And they're not. Like they don't they make s- me feel like they are. There's so much wasted potential for yes. no reason. Yes. Yep. I hear that. I definitely uh like never say never again more. Yes. I liked actually kind of liked the part where they show you what the poisonous gas does. I feel like if they made that more intense, maybe I would have been like, oh, the stakes are higher. That's very Bondish, too. Like, that's one of the few scenes in this movie that feels like yeah. really, like, more like a Sean Connery movie. If they had put that in 20 minutes earlier, it probably would have been better <laughs> as well. Very true. Yeah, if they had just hit a lot of these points earlier or more consistently, I think, yeah, it just would have been overall a, a more enjoyable watch. So that's it, guys, huh? Yeah, no, that's it. Seems that's like it. it. Any final uh, thoughts as, on Moonraker? As it turns out, movies in space are usually not very good. 
Hmm. Well, so far, yeah. we've discovered this. That's the <laughs> one lesson I've learned. You should not take your franchise to space because yeah. it will ruin us all. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's more about the franchise going to space. Maybe not so much already existing in space. Yeah, movies about space rule. Yeah. Movies <laughs> with franchises pre-existing not in space, not so much. Hasn't worked out yet. No. For, I wonder if any of these are going to work out. I wonder if the movies we watch... I mean, I know I have a personal favorite that we're going to... Not a personal favorite, by any means. Everyone knows we're watching Jason X, we're gonna watch, so just go for it. I like Jason <laughs> I do like Jason X. I haven't watched it in a lot of years, and I remember hating it and thinking it was so stupid. It's But I'm silly. actually excited to watch it again, if I can be honest. <laughs> so actually, I do have a question. Okay. Considering that part five so far of the ones I've seen mm. is my favorite, yeah. will I like Jason X? I don't know. Maybe, maybe because it was. Kind of, I think it was made in like a new metal era. You know what I mean? Ooh, that might be tough for me. So like, I feel like Jason X is like wicked hot topic. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. Okay, great. But like, that's okay because I. I don't. Know, I. I liked it last time I saw. It. I thought it was silly. I like hot topic. I love buying hacky sacks and chain wallets. Uh, hot topic. I went into hot topic yesterday because I thought I saw someone I knew, and then it wasn't them, and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. You should have now. Read. I have to buy something. Uh, you know, right. now I have to, to light topic. myself on fire. <laughs> hey, they have nice T-shirts and hot dogs. <laughs> no, they do. I just have not uh, shopped there in a very, very long time. Yeah, it's been a bit. All right, guys, that's it. Tyler, thanks for coming on and watching Moonraker. With As us. always, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I know this is. I know you. This you, is a tough one, to I, be honest with you. What were you last here for? I feel like the last thing you were here breathing for was fire. also not breathing good. No, Breathing Fire is excellent. Oh, okay. That was like the best movie of all time. That was yeah. the my favorite movie. Oh, yeah, it changed your life. It did change my life. <laughs> By the way, since we recorded that, we now own three copies of that movie. <laughs> and I can't wait to take one home with me. Yeah. we uh, we Every time we've seen a copy of this movie since we've watched it, we have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> can't have enough of these. Which is, which is weird because that's been twice. Which I've never, I didn't even, I never saw this movie, never heard of this movie. I saw, oh, I buy it on eBay. All of a sudden, it's in every fucking store I go to. I don't know why. Yeah, we found God it at uh, Kmart, and then we found it at the, the flea market, we right? We found it at the flea market, which on the subject of the flea market, I must say that I have pulled in one of the best things I've ever gotten at a flea oh, market. Shit. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. We haven't talked about this. And I found a Sega CD copy of Night Trap. Finally. Fucking finally. <laughs> Ever since we recorded the episode in October with Ryan, I've been like obsessed with this fucking thing and like I don't know I just I, I read about it, needed I, to I, play I, it. I, need, I needed this thing in my life so every time I'd go to a flea market a thrift store anywhere I go to the Sega CDs I never see it finally at the flea market go into a booth at random eyes trained to scope out the Sega CDs go to the stack fucking see Night Trap I freak <laughs> absolutely freak really, dude I saw you freeze up and you were just like it's here <laughs> I freak out and then I go, well, I got to dial this back because I don't know if this guy at this booth knows anything about this. <laughs> long story short. I want to pay $60 for this thing. Long story, a little bit longer than it should be. I spent $5 on buying Night Trap for Sega CD because the guy had no idea what he was doing. Just the manual alone for this game on eBay is $10. <laughs> I spent $5 and, and, and it came with an extra game inside of it called Sewer Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Which that was, was the real achievement yeah, here. Which features Robert Costanzo playing a man named Stenchler. <laughs> win. <laughs> fucking win. Fucking win. win. Second class win. Oh, man. That was one of the best weekends of my life. When I saw that picture that you guys posted on Instagram, I was like, ah, oh, Tom's 
tears are <laughs> welling up inside. <laughs> Dude. They I, were welling up outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then you got a pat on the shoulder from Ron Simmons? That's right. And I met Ron Simmons. You may know him as Farouk from the Acolytes. <laughs> or even Ron Simmons from the Nation of Domination. Damn. Also saw him at the flea market. I said, hi, Mr. Simmons. <laughs> as he's walking by as I wait in line for a, a doughboy that I didn't eat. <laughs> and he goes, hey, how you doing, man? And it was, uh, and then I was elated. I've never seen Tom so happy in his life. This was po- this was post night trap. I was riding high. <laughs> I think the corn dog I had was better than meeting him. Wrong. <laughs> Absolutely wrong. Well, you didn't have it. So I didn't have the corn know. dog, but you also didn't get dominated for, <laughs> through the healthcare table that was there. <laughs> That's very true. I did. Pretty sure that corn dog gave me some sort of healthcare domination after I was done with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I decided to talk about Night Trap because it's the best thing that ever happened to me. So um, if you'd like more information on the show, head on to Facebook, facebook.com slash secondclasscinema. If you'd like to listen to us, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, secondclasscinema.com, and followingfilms.com. And also, we're making appearances on Box Office Boys, which is a podcast that Ryan and Aaron started doing. They review trailers, and they have had each of us on as a guest, as in Eric, Brittany, and myself. Tyler, I'm sure you're on the docket. Soon enough, I'm sure. (laughs) You'll be on it soon enough, but yeah, check them out. Box Office Boys on Twitter. That's with a Z, because they're wicked fucking cool. Boys. (laughs) Boys. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, that's it, right? It's over? Yeah. All right. We got to edit this and post it in like an hour. Okay, good night. Can't wait to listen. Can't wait to listen. (laughs) In the morning. Yeah. Good night.